Shut up and sit down. That's actually perfect. Do you hear me pretty good? Yeah, I hear you good. Excellent. And I just uh, started recording, so that's all up and running. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the uh, be on the podcast here. A lot of my listeners, I'm, I'm in Boynton Beach, Florida. A lot of my listeners are 80% of them are local. And a lot of people had reached out to me, and they had mentioned they wanted to hear from you. So I said, okay, let me do my best. And Yeah, my mother lives in Boynton. My mother's oh, okay. in Boynton, uh, Coral Lakes, over by Flavor Pit. Yes, yeah, I know exactly. That's probably about five minutes from me. I'm by the uh, Renaissance Commons on Congress. Yeah, she loves it. She's like, uh, and it's like camp for senior citizens, those places. <laughs> it really is. They got everything here for, for the older people, uh, all the good. amenities. Yep. yep. So it's... Um, it's uh, again very nice to have you. Thanks for being oh, a part nice. of it. You've got Sonny, and, uh, I have my dog Sonny in the background. What kind of dog is that? That's a uh, Belgian Malinois. Sonny, hey, get over here. Get up there. Up. Let's see him. <laughs> nice looking dog. Oh wow, yeah, look at him. Beautiful. He's, he's just keeping an eye out. That's right. So you are you in an RV? Yeah, I'm in my RV right now. I'm up in Humboldt. Uh, they call it the Green. I'm up in the Green Triangle up in uh, California okay and we were uh, just taking our time my wife is from Redding California we're not too far from there we're, we're headed up the coast we went up uh, there's a highway that runs along the Pacific coast so we hit that and we're just traveling I uh, taking it day by day absolutely absolutely good for you um, you know um, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm in Boynton Beach. I lived in Boca. I lived in Coral Springs. I used to pass Stoneman Douglas every day on my way to work, on my way home. I have uh, friends of mine that had kids that went to Stoneman Douglas. They were there that day. It's just something that, you know, I know it rocked the entire country when it happened. But, you know, being here close to home, that kind of thing happening in a place like Parkland, Florida, which is... I mean, an extremely safe community. It just makes you think like it could happen anywhere, something like this. Yeah, well, it's something I got to live with forever. Yeah. And, uh, you know, nothing's really changed that much in Broward uh, mm -hmm. when it comes to the public schools. Mm -hmm. You know, it's still uh, what I try and tell parents is, yeah, I thought, you know, even now Parkland's a great community. Mm -hmm. It's safe, the community, but the schools, it's a different story because yeah. you got different people running the school districts. Right. And they're still, uh, they still participate in those programs of not holding kids accountable. Mm. So there's still a sociopath in all the schools in Broward. There's still kids like the one that killed my my daughter going to school in Broward. Mm. And now Broward, uh, Broward just said they're not they're not reporting. You know there was a law that they had to start reporting the kids that are committing these crimes to the Department of Juvenile Justice. Mm -hmm. And this article just came out that Broward said they're not going to participate in it because they don't want to tell the they they don't want to give that information to the police because, you know, to the Broward school districts, the police are the bad ones. So that they're not going to participate. So every parent or anyone who's listening out there, they, they have to know better by now of where you send your kid to school. Okay. Right. I didn't know but everyone now in the country should know what's going on uh, in these public schools and yeah. schools that participate in these programs 
of not holding uh, kids accountable. Absolutely. And, you know, the other big thing, too, and, and it's going around the news, and, you know, I've been reading about it, I see it on the news, I've seen you speak uh, a few times about it as well, uh, but teachers carrying guns, it's gotten praise from people, there's a lot of critics out there as well. Um, my question to you is, I mean, you know, it sounds like the critics don't really know exactly what the plan in place is. Can you kind of just uh, brief sure. us on, on exactly what the plan is First, for that? the governor, you know, Rick Scott, a good friend of mine, he put together that MSD commission to look into all the failures that happened at the school. Right. So after looking at all the tapes, they had access and privy to the videos, uh, the commissioners that were, you know, that were on that committee. After looking at the videos, there was 14 commissioners, okay? They watched, 13 of them watched what went on in that school. And 13 of them voted for the teachers, if they wanted to, to be able to be armed, okay? And, and the one that voted against that is a friend of mine. He didn't watch the videos. He didn't watch what went on in the school. So 13 of them voted in favor of it. And there's Democrats on that commission, too. And they voted in favor of a vol it's voluntary that's what a lot of critics don't get it's the teachers that don't want to do it they don't have to do it don't do it we don't want you to do it you're never going to pass the class anyway it's mm -hmm. 150 hours it's intense okay it's very hard training you know it's not like the media will want you to want you to make out make it out to believe that you could go for the weekend and and, and take a class and then monday you'll be able to uh bring a gun into school but it doesn't work that way right it's 150 hours worth of training. Uh, they're held to higher standards and accuracy than regular deputies. Mm -hmm. uh, they teach. Uh, they have to go through psychologicals testing, just like you would to become a police officer. Okay. You know what I mean? It's the same testing. They test them. So okay. if there's any type of mental disorders or any type of psychological issues, they're not going to pass right there. And then even if they pass that. 50% of the people taking this guardian class to be able to carry at the schools are failing because it's it's intense. Okay. So of all the critics out there or the teachers that say we don't want don't we don't want you, okay? We don't want those mm -hmm. teachers. But maybe one or two out of 50 would want to go through it and pass. Mm -hmm. So and the critics they didn't have my daughter was on the third floor with no one there to save her. Okay? There was teachers that went in, those two hero coaches went in they got killed and then there was other teachers you know that got killed you know if there would have been one teacher trained in that school in that building it would have been a different uh, turnout that day absolutely so the naysayers i say send your kid to a school where the gates are open and there's no one is trained to carry a firearm you know mm -hmm. that's what i tell them me i want my i would want my kid to go to a school where everyone's trained okay mm -hmm. In, in being able to defend themselves and the kids absolutely you know, because we live in a sick society man you know we can't fix society mm -hmm. but take the politics out of it you're responsible for your kid okay mm -hmm. do you want to send you want to you want to stick to your uh, political agendas or mm -hmm. do you want your kids safe in school me mm -hmm. i would want my kid what is the best thing where am i going to send my kid and i want to know that he's safe i don't mm -hmm. care about political uh agendas so i want my kid in a school where the gates are locked okay i want my kid in a school where they know the code red protocols and where you have uh more than one sro in the school and teachers if they want to go and participate in this program 
are eligible to go through it. Mm-hmm. And another big thing is I wouldn't want my kid going to a school where they participate in those diversionary programs. That means where they don't hold kids accountable for committing uh, crimes uh, in school. They just, you know, it's like a slap on the wrist. We mm-hmm. put in a program and they don't hold them accountable. So they never learn their lesson mm-hmm. uh, or they never meet the judicial system. Right. So that put that gives these kids more rights and these kids are acting out in your kids' schools. So you put your kid in an unsafe environment. That That's the way I, you have to look at schools today. Absolutely. No, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, you know, if, if a kid acts out as an adult or does a, just a heinous crime and there's no accountability, that's going to give these other kids that have these ideas in their head to do the same exact thing, knowing they're not going to get... You know, like you said, a slap on the wrist. When I went to school, you couldn't fight really in the school. You wouldn't do it. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? You'd go off campus somewhere. Now I posted a video the other day. They're hitting the teachers. There's no respect in the schools. Mm. You know, uh, they're they're having fights, uh, uh, lots of fights in the schools. They're robbing. They're selling weed in the schools. They're Mm. vaping in the schools. They're Mm. robbing cell phones. You know, there's no accountability. And the problem with a lot of liberals, they don't get it. They think they're doing the right thing by these kids. But if you get these kids when they're juveniles and you teach them right from wrong, it sets them up to be successful adults. You know what I mean? When they turn 18, they learn their lesson. Hey, I don't want to go through the judicial system again. I learned my lesson. And now, you know, most of them, not all of them, but a lot of them are going to learn their lessons. So when you don't hold these juveniles accountable when they're minors, you set them up for failures when they turn 18. They're adults. Now they commit a felony. And there's no diversion program when you're an adult. So now you got a felony on your background forever. Right. But they don't get it. So it's up to parents out there to get it and know what environment they're putting their kids in when right. they send them to the schools. Absolutely. Do what you got to do. I tell parents, do what you yeah. have to do. If you got a homeschool, you got a homeschool. If you got to move out of your community for your kid, then you move. Right. If you could afford private, you go to private. Charter school, there's options. Okay, right. nothing is worse than what I have to live with yeah. not having my daughter. Okay, yeah. so... And it happens, you know, after it happened to me, you know, then it happened in Santa Fe. Then it happened, you know, just recently uh, a kid got killed in Colorado. Colorado. A kid got killed in Charlotte. You know, mm-hmm. it's going to happen. And don't think that it can't happen to you because I didn't think it could happen to me. And those 10 families in, in Texas didn't think it could happen. And the one now in Colorado. So it's happening. So you owe it uh, as a parent to put your kid into a safe environment and not leave it up to the school district. Uh, thinking that your kid's safe when you send them to school. Right, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. And you've met with President Trump. Uh, what was that like, and how supportive has he been through this entire uh, process? Well, he did. Uh, he put a federal school commission together, and they put together these recommendations for schools to look at and 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 really uh, put them into place. You know so the schools are safer and he's got over a hundred recommendations the problem is even with the government okay he could do whatever he could make all these recommendations and laws right then even the same thing i've seen it now at a state level in florida the governor mm-hmm. he could put into laws but when it gets to your local community the school board could override all that they don't have to participate in anything the president says anything the governor says they do what they want, like in Broward, you know. At ground zero, if a teacher wanted to go and participate in that guardian program, 
where my daughter was murdered and defend himself and children at the school, they wouldn't allow it where my daughter got murdered. <laughs> so it's, it's, uh, it's local. It's yeah. local governing, uh, like at a level. It's like their own Vatican, the school board. They do what they want. Wow. So it's up to parents to look at that, okay? Because mm -hmm. I tried to change it. You can't, you can't fix some of these things at where you live in your community. Mm -hmm. But you could change where you send your kid to school. Right. Okay, and that's what parents need to do instead of looking at the big picture what's the president going to do for me well he can't do shit at a local level he can't right. do anything for you Governor wow. DeSantis he did what he did what he could do in Broward right. he opened up a grand jury investigation into the school board mm -hmm. but the school board there's nine of them there uh, they vote and do anything what the superintendent does right. and they don't have to listen to anybody but what they do at, in Broward and it's the same at any other school board throughout the country. So it's up to parents. You know what I mean? You got options. You want to send your kid to a school run by people like Runcie, then uh, you send them. You take your kid's life into their hands when you send them there. Or you're putting them into an unsafe environment where there's kids. I'm not saying we don't want to take care of these kids that are troubled, but you're putting your kids in an environment with these kids that, that they're just not controllable and because there's no accountability right. so so it's up to parents now really to look at it at a local level that uh, and, and that's my message to most parents now right. when they message me when i pass this uh uh this podcast episode this this interview along uh to my to our community down here um you know that that's going to be one of the focal points that i want people to to listen to and and knowing that the parents have more control maybe than they think maybe you know some people aren't educated enough and they need to learn this so this will be a good learning tool for you know the people down here and across the country as well so I yes. thank you for that advice yeah no it means a lot to me to tell parents because mm -hmm. I didn't know you know what I'm saying yeah. I didn't know I put my daughter into that school with a sociopath they allowed a sociopath uh, outright sociopath in the school with my daughter dreaming of blood Swastik is on his on his arms, uh, the N-word on his backpack, killing animals on the street. The police were to his house 40 times, you know, killing, uh, shooting chickens. You know, uh, a hatchet was missing one summer out of this kid's garage. And the mental health, uh, Henderson Health, they knew of all of this. Mm -hmm. What do they do? They mainstream him into the school with my daughter, okay? And I didn't know this, you know what I'm saying? But now... Parents need to know, they know now, you know what I mean? From yeah. all the uh, advocacy that's been out there and, and, and how I preach it, parents can't just send their kids to school like I did. And I didn't get to get my daughter home, you know, that day. She was murdered at the school. But parents, you know, there's options. And, and, and that's when I'm out there trying to preach it to these parents. Yeah. Don't think that the school uh, is going to take care of your kid uh, when you mm -hmm. send them there. Right. Anything you could say to parents listening uh, that have dealt with this, I can't imagine what what you've gone through. But you seem like a really strong man, and you're you're doing some really great things out there to you know obviously help the community, help safety in schools. But I know there's a lot of parents out there that have gone through something similar like this. What's your advice to them? Any anything you could tell them? You just got to live in misery, man. That's how I do it. You know yeah. what I mean? I uh, 
I have no choice. I got two sons. Yeah. I got to keep living. But uh, my life was taken from me when they, you know, they killed my daughter. They took my life's gone too. You know, everything. Uh, it's the worst thing imaginable to bury a, a child. And my life, I don't know. It's a year and a half, and I don't feel mm -hmm. any better. You know, uh, then time doesn't heal when you lose a child. And there's nothing really I could tell another family that lost a child that's gonna enlighten them just yeah. uh you just gotta live man you know what i mean that's it and, and like me i'm just i put myself into just trying to tell parents uh not to just send your kid to to the school thinking that that it's a safe environment for their for their children right right thank you for answering that i know that's not easy um but you you did um uh, you started the class that's the uh yeah the school safety uh could you tell our you know my listeners a little bit about that the eight-point plan oh uh, well right now i'm working on a really cool project and if anyone's listening they, i want them to follow me on my twitter andrew pollock fl maybe you could put it up on uh when you do your podcast andrew Absolutely. pollock fl and what we're doing now is we've been training canines for active shooter to work mm -hmm. at the schools so it's really uh we have a we have a dog in new jersey and these dogs are trained specifically for active shooting wow. so and gun detection. So they could smell, they could search a school. If there's a gun in a bag or in a locker, it'll smell it and it'll, it'll respond and, and tell the handler there's a, there's a weapon. Wow. It also is trained to go right towards the gunfire. So if there's gunfire in a building, the handler will see where it is and he could let the dog go and it's going to go right towards the shooter. Wow. So we've been working on that project. We're going to be donating a dog uh, to a school in, in the country soon. Hopefully, maybe in Broward, we'll mm -hmm. be able to get a school or uh, in Colorado where, where the shooting just took place. Wow. So these dogs are highly trained, and they won't mm -hmm. cower like what happened in Broward where they all hid behind their right. cars or the buildings or the walls mm -hmm. and none, or in a closet. Yeah. So these dogs, you'll let them loose, and, and people fear dogs more than they fear guns. Nice. And, you know, anyone could get behind it. It's bipartisan. There's mm -hmm. no, nothing to do with guns. All we want to do is make the kids safer uh, at the schools. And you know what? It's a very good, big deterrent. Yeah. If someone's going to go into school, they're going to know that that fur missile is going to come and tear them up. If oh, they yeah. come in there with a weapon. Yeah. And, uh, and it's already we already have it in a school in New Jersey. And, and we hope to, uh, with my Americans for class, uh, get dogs in schools throughout the country so that's what i'll mm -hmm. be raising money on my uh twitter okay uh, we'll go fund me and we're going to donate one of these dogs so i'm oh. looking forward to that project excellent i'll um i'll email you um when, when i'm all done uh getting the editing and everything done i'll email it to you and then uh just give me all that information because i would love to share that uh, on yeah, my I'll podcast email text me is the best you got my cell number yeah yeah so you get me on my text uh, okay and uh, and I'll send you. We're gonna we're putting the project together, and mm -hmm. it's just it's not you know it's not a big ask. It's about thirty thousand for okay. the dog because we have to fly trainers around the country. It includes the trainers going to where the school is, okay. you know, to help with the training like four times for the year. Great. So uh, we're gonna raise about thirty thousand, and and we're gonna donate a dog. It could be to a temple, a church, okay. a little private school, uh, even you know, and uh, you'll. You'll put it on your podcast when I'm ready. You'll you text me. Keep in touch. I'll let you know when we're ready. Yeah, absolutely. Anything that comes up, please let me know. 
I'll be happy to share it. I do a show every week, so I'll be happy to talk about sure. it on the show and bring it up and just yeah, keep no spreading problem. the word. Just text me. Uh, keep in touch on the text. Okay, buddy? Right. Absolutely. Right. Well, thank you again uh, for taking the time to be on the podcast. My condolences to you and your family, and God bless you, my friend. Thanks, man. Let me know how it goes. I will. Right. Thanks, man. Bye -bye. Take care. Bye.